Lots of parents these days are pretty fed up with Disney and the company's increasingly activist and, and even progressive political agenda. We've heard from quite a few people who've begun to wonder if the time has come to leave the mouse house in the rearview mirror. Well, at least in terms of getting rid of their Disney Plus subscription. But what does that look like in our homes and how might we actually make that jump? Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, for families who may want to cut that metaphorical cord to Disney Plus, and you know, maybe you want to do the same with Netflix or Amazon Prime or some of the other services, are there family-friendly alternatives? In fact, there are a lot of them. Uh, and in our first segment, Kennedy Unthink is going to help us unpack the growing constellation of Christian and family-friendly streaming alternatives out there. And we'll also talk about some real-world strategies that will hopefully help you to make those changes without having your kids feel like we've somehow cut them off from the real world. Uh, you know, because Disney is a place where things like Star Wars and Marvel and Disney classic movies live. So how do we navigate that? And speaking of Star Wars, in our second segment, Bob Hoos will be joining us to talk about the new video game, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Well, joining me for our first conversation today are Kristen Smith, Kennedy Unthank, and Jonathan McKee. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hey. Well, we're living in a time when streaming services offer vast, vast quantities of content. Uh, You know, all you have to do is talk into your remote control and things magically pop up. It's pretty easy. But not that long ago, at least in geological terms, if we wanted to watch a movie we didn't own in some physical format already, we had to rent it. And if we go back even further, there was a time when no one actually owned movies. So it was all (laughs) rental all the time. So with that little preamble in mind, what was the first movie you ever remember renting in an old school outlet? Like, say, oh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Let's raise a cup for Blockbuster, (laughs) right? All right. I'll go. Um, I kind of miss Blockbuster, first oh, of all. Yeah. It was like a whole event. Like, right. Yeah. We all went and we got to, like, usually we rented like three movies. And picking out the movies was like half of the fun, yeah, right? Yeah, but we had to sure. battle. So I'm one of seven, so it was always like, oh, man. who gets to really choose what we're watching? But I'm guessing you did. Obviously, I was the oldest. But anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry to the younger ones. So um, true. I don't remember the very first, but I do remember going to rent Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it was like one of my favorites. That's a fun movie. As a kid. That's so, awesome. yeah, that's, that's, one awesome. I that's probably what you wanted to do to your siblings, too. Yeah, you know, we shouldn't <laughs> talk about that on air, but go ahead. Right, right. Kennedy? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was quite young back then. Um, I'm 23 <laughs> now, but I remember going to the local movie gallery and they would uh, have both movies and video games. And so I don't remember what the first thing we got was. I think it may have been. The Incredibles, because I think that came out in like 2004. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, I feel um, so old right now. Usually this is <laughs> Adam and Jonathan. To, I'm about oh, to feel goodness. even older. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also distinctly remember I actually had uh, swine flu, and that was in like fifth grade. Mm. And <laughs> so we, I remember distinctly going to the movie gallery with a bowl just oh. in case I, I was Going what a, to throw what a great memory. Yeah, it was lovely. But I remember here. because my, my parents, um, <laughs> they're like, you can pick out whatever you want because obviously I can't go to school. I missed my, 
my first ever band performance. Aww. Super upset about it. But yeah. I remember picking out this video game where you like have to go around and like suck up ghosts. It's not Luigi's Mansion, but similar. Some, something similar to that. I seriously feel so old right now. That is funny. You said 23, and I'm like, oh, anyway. Let's move on. Adam, <laughs> your turn to feel old. Or maybe Jonathan's. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Well, um, yeah, no, definitely have to go back in time to the days before. Uh, we didn't even have a VCR at the time. Uh, it was the early '80s. <laughs> Jonathan and I and are going back before electricity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was probably 13 or 14, and the thing was, we we had one friend who had a VCR, and they kind of were you know my rich friend, but most of us didn't have VCRs, so we went and we rented the VHS player for a weekend oh, as yeah, a family. Oh yeah, I remember that. And we rented a bunch of movies. And I remember, uh, I remember we rented High Road to China, <laughs> which was Tom Selleck, because we were all Magnum PI fans. So yeah. we rented that. There we were no Ferraris Fi- in that movie, though. It was a real disappointment. No, there wasn't. We and we rented Firefox, which oh, was kind of this Clint action Eastwood. with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember those two movies, and it was just like we literally like kind of got sleeping bags in the living room. We're like, we're gonna watch a movie at home. I mean, it was so. It was such a new thing. That's it, really it was amazing. fun. No, it's fun. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to go find Firefox tonight because I haven't <laughs> seen it since ni- 1983. Yeah. 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 Well, we had a period in our family's life where my dad, I guess we would have been the rich friends because my dad had made some money. <clears throat> and he was, weirdly enough, it's hard to think about it now, he was an early tech adopter on everything. And we awesome. had a VCR he bought our first VCR in 1979. Oh, in 1979, man. wait for this, because I'm going to blow your mind twice. Do you know what a VCR cost in 1979? Thousands. It was like thousands, yeah. $3,000. Oh, my now, goodness. I, did, I went to the inflation calculator. That's $11,946 in today's money. We spent $12,000 on a yeah, VCR. It was, like, it was like a car, honestly. It was it like really a was. car. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And on that yeah. VCR, we watched um, a movie called Time After Time, which I think was like a kind of a Jack the Ripper mystery-ish thing. And we watched the first Star Trek movie. And I remember going to the video store in 1979. It had just opened. It was brand new. And looking at movies on the wall. And thinking, yeah. Oh. Amazing. Have I, are we in heaven? <laughs> we, <laughs> I we, know, right? We were in Iowa, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was a time when we didn't have access to all that. And, and even in just the last few years, streaming services have come online to the point that having a streaming service is almost the equivalent of having TV. If you have a television, oh, yeah. you probably have at least one streaming Mm -hmm. service. And it's just sort of a part of the equation now. It's a part of the way that most of us watch television. And and many families these days are asking the question, are some of these companies going in a direction that we don't like enough that maybe we're rethinking that? Specifically, I'm talking about Disney Plus. You know, Disney has been the trusted family brand for decades. And Recently, as we've had these cultural dust-ups over the LGBT issues, a lot of folks are saying, you know what, I'm not on board with this agenda, and I don't want you know to have this stuff coming in where they've basically said, we're going to integrate this agenda into everything we do. Uh, and so there's a willingness to say, 
you know what? It seemed like Disney Plus was a given as the family-friendly service. But now we're thinking about walking away from that. And perhaps, you know, the same issues exist with Netflix and Amazon and some of the other mainstream services. So today we're going to talk about this question. Maybe you've gotten used to what Disney Plus has to offer, but you feel like the time has come to cut that cord. So now what? Uh, Let's start with the basics here. What are the immediate issues that sort of come to mind for us as families if we ponder getting rid of a streaming service that we've gotten used to? I think specifically, like if we were to, you know, say Disney Plus, I grew up on a lot of the classic movies. Okay. And I love the classic movies and I really want to pass those down to my kids. So I have a two and four year old. I don't think this really... I think as your kids get older and they already have their favorites and their shows that they watch, this is going to be way more of a battle. Um, I think if I were to cut streaming services now, and we've done a few, uh, it's really not too bad. <laughs> okay. But um, I think- So the more aware your kids are, the more I think it so. might be an issue. I would think so. I mean, I think for, especially for my two and four-year-old, they're pretty easy to distract. They have like 10-second attention spans. <laughs> so they can, you know, we can choose something else, make it, hype it up, make it sound really cool. But I think as your kids age, yeah, you'll probably have the battle of, well, mom, I watch this on this streaming service, but I watch this show on this streaming service and not all of them are bad. So then what do we do? Right. I think as well as just there's that conversation that you have to have to begin with is helping them to understand. It's like, hey, this is why we're doing it. We're not just saying no more Netflix, you know. Right. But not just the what, but the why as well. And I think that's something that a lot of uh, families tend to forget to do is that children can still, you know, understand arguments, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can still they're understand actually logic. Pr- they're pretty good at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, so I think a lot of times uh, we just have to make sure as well that we're actually uh, accurately explaining the why behind why we're doing it. Okay. And what do we do, like, if our kids are, how do we deal with their disappointment? Or if maybe they don't completely understand why we're making that shift? What, how would you guys say that we respond to that? Well, I don't, I don't think I'm the example of how having done it right, but I'm definitely the example of looking back and going, here's how I wish I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, well, talk about um, talk about that. That, that would yeah, be a great place yeah. to, to go here. Well, I, I think, you know, it, like you said, going back to the basics, I, I think it really goes back to our family's worldview and our, our family's lens. And when we're in the Bible, I mean, there's two main themes that come out of the Bible. There's that theme of the love and mercy um, and grace, which is this important theme where, you know, the more we spend time in the word, we see Jesus walking around showing grace and love to people and living that out, hanging out with, you know, swindlers like Zacchaeus. And, you know, and when you see his encounters with people like the woman at the well and the woman caught in adultery, that's a huge theme in the Bible. But Jesus himself also held a child on his lap and said, if anyone leads this little guy astray, Hmm. you know, tie a millstone around your neck and toss it in a lake. So there's this constant balance between grace and truth. And we as families forget TV for a minute. If we're just living this out in our lives, if in our own neighborhood, if the guy that's living with his girlfriend down the street and the two ladies that are living together down the street, if when we're having family barbecues there, we're inviting them over and showing them love and grace. And when we're watching TV shows, when we see characters that are kind of living that way, maybe hitting the pause button and saying, Hey, you know what? We're going to encounter people like this. How do we show them love? Hey, this person was in a hospital. We visited them and brought them food, you know, despite the fact that they were sinners like us. And if we're living that out, 
then when it comes to the times where we encounter something that's being preached to us on that same screen, and all of a sudden we're not just hitting the pause button, we're hitting the stop button because we're saying, you know what? This doesn't line up what we've been reading in Psalm 119 when it talks about, you know, adhering to God's word here and living this out and not being ashamed of the way we live. Um, it's time to hit the off button on this. Mm. And it's not foreign to our kids because we've been living this out. And that's where it starts. I agree. Um, I think one of the things growing up, I we, I grew up in a Christian home and our boundaries were really clear. And I had lots of friends that were allowed to watch a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to watch. And I think my parents had instilled a decent amount of fear in me. <laughs> like if I get caught watching this, I'm going down. Um, but also just, I think in general, we had a lot of conversations about like, why we're not watching it. Right. And so something would come so on and I, there were, there were times that I did watch things that I, I knew I wasn't supposed to, but there were plenty of other times where I chose, and perhaps this is a firstborn thing, the middle child's like, whatever. But <laughs> I like knew I wasn't going to watch it and would just go do something else mm. just because like I, I, we just had those conversations and I knew, but I think this does get a little tricky. And this is kind of why we're talking about streaming services because you have something like Netflix and Amazon prime before, like I would watch like PBS kids and it was like Arthur before Arthur had issues and all, all this stuff. And now you have a show like, okay, I'll use like go dog go. For example, my mm -hmm. kids watch this show. I think it's so cute. There is one episode, the very first one in the second season, where they introduce two female dogs that are married. And it's like a brief second. But I'm sitting there with my kids and I'm like, okay. You know, like now this is presented to my right. four-year-old, whereas before it wasn't. And so for a lot of parents, when they see something like that, they're like, are we going to keep this streaming service? Because now I'm wondering, this show that's been so good consistently, is it going to have one episode here and one episode there? And what do we do with that? Do we keep it or not? And we have alternatives if parents want them. Yeah. And that's a great segue into what Kennedy has written about on our blog, which is five alternative streaming services, some of which you may be aware of. Yeah. Some of them you may not have heard of. Actually, there's a lot happening out there that is new enough that I wasn't even aware of it. So, Kennedy, give us sort of the speed round on, okay, you want to cut the cord. What are some possible substitutes or alternatives? Yeah, so the five that I wrote about, uh, first one is Pure Flix, which is probably the most popular one on this list. Mm -hmm. And this one uh, makes sure that all of its content is PG-13 or below, and it has a lot of homeschooling resources as well. Uh, Minnow is another one that I wrote about. That one uh, is actually specifically tailored to give good Christian content to children. Crackle is a free service that combines both secular content, popular ones that you've heard of like Dunkirk and Snowpiercer, uh, but it also has Christian content and a very specific Christian section as well. Okay. And it has really So if you good... want to stay away from Snowpiercer, you can yeah, easily exactly. see how to do that. Yeah, and, and as well as that, it also has some really strong parental controls with uh, pin codes and all that. So uh, Redeem TV is also a free service, has primarily uh, historical or biographical stuff, but it also has other content as well. Um, as well, in particular, um, Bible study resources. Uh, and then Sight and Sound TV, which is actually based out of the Sight and Sound Theater. Um, if you don't know what they do, they put together these massive grand scale uh, theater productions of Bible stories like mm. Esther and Samson, even Jesus. That's great. Yeah, those are, I think, all terrific alternatives. And so I think that's one 
part of the equation here. I think there is another possibility, and this gets to what you were talking about, Kristen. Mm -hmm. I think that we forget that a lot of us have a huge catalog of DVDs that we've bought. And we've gotten so used to streaming that just getting up and going to the DVD player and sticking a DVD in might seem like a lot of work. But, you know, if your family really loves the Avengers movies, you can have them available to watch. And again, it may not be as convenient as, you know, saying Siri, play Avengers, you know, into your remote control or your phone. Uh, and I know Kristen's making a face like, what, <laughs> what, what's a DVD, Adam? I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, how about Blu-ray? Can we just at least get a little better resolution? Something. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, man, I don't know. I feel, Yes, I totally hear you on this, and I think you could totally go retro, but as a millennial that refuses to purchase, refuses to spend that much money on individual DVDs, right. you, I, ju- I just can't wrap my mind. Instead, you have a subscription service that you pay for the rest uh, of your yeah. life. And it's That's like really seven, good. Okay, <laughs> we get a military discount, but anyway, I think... <laughs> I just think it's crazy. So I, I mean, I hear this argument, and I think if you do have a ton of DVDs, that's awesome. I own like probably twelve, and All most right. of them are my husband's. But well, this is good if I can you do. Love you some. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and what I want to get at is, I think that culture works in such a way, especially with entertainment, that we just assume that we have to participate. Uh, yeah. And so I think what I'm wanting to say is, we can actually take a step back, and we don't have to go that far back in time, Kristen. <laughs> To a time when, you know, we actually did this a different way and there wasn't just this assumption that I have to have 14 different streaming services to watch what I want to. Yeah. And I think to that point, and I won't, I won't talk about Blu-ray, but I will say. (laughs) 4K? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I would prefer like as me as a parent to just kind of limit tech. And I know this is okay, this is yeah. the constant battle, right, with parents. Uh, amen. And I have little kids, again. And so I, I know as this increases, my my viewpoint will probably change and the battles change. But we, for example, we just went on a family vacation, okay? We were on a lot of planes, and we have very little kids. Last time we brought coloring books and crayons and stickers, and it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I was so stressed. So I was like, you know what? We're going to buy those little Kindle fires, And it's the best parental decision I've made in a long time. And you can control what's on there. And there's lots of like parental controls. But of course, now we're introducing mommy. Can I play my tablet? And I am my husband is a a lot more chill with boundaries. Well, like, sure, you can do it or whatever. But I'm like, no, I said, no, it's going away. We're not doing it. (laughs) Good. That'll probably change too but I have them in the drawer and they just don't play them. So like sometimes during quiet time and that's not difficult for me as a parent right now to just say no and I would just challenge like parents I just growing up and again this has changed so much with cell phones in your hand but I just didn't watch a lot of tv I read a lot of books I played sports with friends and I know again I know that it's so different but just giving your kids like interactive alternatives like play a sport Mm, absolutely go be with a friend at their house like there are still alternatives where your kids are interacting and I think that's really important now because a lot of kids have forgotten how to do that hence depression spiking and all these things where they don't have a lot of face-to-face time with other people so if I'm going to give an old school alternative it'll be like oh I love that you know go swim go do something you know I love that and I want to combine that and circle back to what Jonathan said with regard to Having a family culture where you're in the word and you're comparing what you're seeing with what we believe and what we own in our faith. You do and, that well, Adam. I hear you talk about this all the time. Yeah, we and it's it's an ongoing process. And I think um, 
right now, and, and I want to bring our conversation to fur landing here, we're living in a time where the values that we're seeing in entertainment, even entertainment aimed at kids, yep. are getting further and further and further from the convictions that we hold as Agreed. Christians. Uh, and it's confusing. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer that is going to be the perfect solution for everybody. And so I think it's a combination of we want to cultivate a culture in our family where we're thinking biblically and Christianly. Uh, we want to set boundaries. And yeah. frankly, boundaries, there are a lot of parents that don't want to parent anymore in our culture. We just we want to consume. We want to give kids freedom. Um, and so what you're talking about is kind of old school and that redirecting away from screen time. So there's, a, I think, a, a constellation of things. And then if we add in some of the, you know, these new services that Kennedy's talked about, we really do have some family friendly and faith oriented alternatives yeah. where we don't have to watch Arthur and wonder, is there going to be a gay wedding in this episode? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to, that that's not a made up example, that that's a real thing. Uh, but that's where we're at. And I hope that our conversation today has given you some concrete hooks and encouragement for here are ways that you can deal with this. Here are ways you can make changes. And here are some alternatives that maybe you can use in your family. Thanks, everybody. Well, in our second segment today, I have Bob Hoos with me. Bob is our resident video game maestro and maven. And he is going maestro, to... Maestro, I like that. I know, right? <laughs> He's going to tell us about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and hopefully there's not too much of the latter in Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. So, Bob, what's going on with this new video game, which is, of course, the latest entry in a long series of right. pretty popular and mostly problem-free games? And I'm hoping you're going to tell me it's the same this time. Yep. Well, uh, as people who have played this um one of these movie games before no um the fact is that it, everything has been translated into a lego block world okay and it's a very appealing very cool looking lego block world and as you mentioned uh it's the star wars saga right and which means that it covers all nine of those mainline core Star Wars movies. So does it take like 100 hours to play through? Well, see, that's the thing. The good thing about this, you know, you guys were talking about kicking the streaming services. Well, one way you could do that is to, instead of watching your Star Wars movies on Disney, on Disney Plus. You, can, you can play it, <laughs> do watch them through this game. Uh, it, it sort of streamlines everything. And, and it's also cool in the sense that it, it, um, it makes it funnier. It livens things up and uh, and adds a lot of jokes and quips. And so it's really cute, cute okay. through most of it. And so, of course, you've got uh, Jar Jar Binks in there, and he's just as obnoxious as ever, but the world around him is funnier, and so you don't mind as much. Okay. So there are things like that. Um, as far as gameplay, most of it is... Uh, made up of battles. You've got lightsaber battles and you've got uh, laser blasters battles and starship battles and you've got all kinds of other things like that 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 you would expect from a Star Wars uh, movie. But on on the other hand, there's no mess or anything like that. If you've got uh, characters smashing each other or or even punching there's some fist fights in there too if you've got things like that happening a defeated foe simply falls over sideways or breaks into his 
little Lego components. <laughs> uh, so it's nothing messy. And then the other side of things is the puzzle solving. Okay. And so you can have up to two people playing together. Oh, okay. And, and actually, as you play through the game, you unlock all these different characters. You can play as up to like 400 different Star Wars universe characters. Wow. And uh, So if I want to be R5-D4 from Star you, Wars, you I can, can do that? I'm sure he's in there, yeah. <laughs> the thing is that you you choose your characters and you can play together with another player locally. And then you go up against all these different episodes and scenes and try and solve whatever puzzles or, or battles you have to get through to get to the end of it. Uh, it's really kind of fun. And in terms of problems, you know, because we as Plugged In... We, we'd like to look and see if families are going to be running into some issues. And there really isn't a lot here. There's the kinds of things that you might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you some know, force the, stuff, I assume. There's the, some dark force side of that spirituality. But it's not heavy. It's yeah. not heavy-handed. And, you know, we, we were talking about the fights and things like that. But none of it is really very dark in that area. I think one of the more violent Things came in an episode where uh, Darth Vader lops off Luke's hand. Yeah. And, oops, I gave that away. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler. No, uh, but but in the Lego world, of course, he just snaps another one on. You know, yeah. it's all plastic. So there's nothing really, really all that nasty or anything. I think they've got some some sections that are labeled in the ESRB rating as mm-hmm. comic mischief. Comic what mischief. would that be? Well, it's really fairly lightweight. They've got uh, some people in plastic boxer shorts. Okay. They've got, uh, there's a point where a bunch of characters show up in a hot tub together. You know, th- <laughs> bizarre little things like that. So kind of taking familiar Star Wars things and yeah. putting them in slightly yeah. outlandish situations. I, th- I think there's one uh, spot where this bearded guy keeps showing up and claiming that he's uh, Queen Amadella, you know, and but it's played as a goofy, th- as a goofy humor, thing. not something that anybody would go, oh my goodness, they've got no, it's nothing like that. You know, we talk a lot at Plugged In about having boundaries, having limits, the things that we need to say no to. Yeah. On the flip side, occasionally something comes along that it feels like we can say, if not maybe a hundred percent yes, a pretty wholehearted yes. Right. And Bob, I know with your kids and with your son especially, video games were an opportunity to build relationship and to bond. I'm going to toss you a little bit of a softball question here. I think yeah. you can see where I'm going. It seems like this could be the kind of game that parents could play with their kids, have fun, and really share an experience together. Is that correct? Well, you answered your question. Yes, okay. it is correct. Uh, it's definitely a fun lighthearted version of all these Star Wars movies, okay. all sort of condensed down into, and they go through everything, by the way. They go oh, through okay. the, all of the episodes. Everything that you would expect to be in there is in there, but it's played as a fun adventure and much more lighthearted than maybe even some of the movies that, if you've seen all the movies, right. maybe even some of the episodes like, that you've seen. You episode might see. three is not very lighthearted at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> not at all, but they have a way, a, a magical way of of making it fun and lifting up the atmosphere a little bit. And so, yes, I think this is definitely something that parents can play with their kids or they can let their kids play without worry. Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know what's going on with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Thanks, Bob. My pleasure. Well, now it's time for a part of our show we call Pop Culture Connection. And each week, our producer, Ashley, 
Hello. Well, Ashley. Hello. Thank, thank you for joining us today. She comes in with um, brain stumper questions to, well, to get our mental juices flowing. And I have to confess that since COVID, my mental juices sort of flow like a meandering river. They take lots of turns. So <laughs> we'll see how well I score <laughs> this like week. Uh, but they're always related to some aspect of pop culture. We'll have 30 seconds to give as many answers as possible. Uh, I know for some of us, this is the highlight of the show. For others of us, this is the fear-inducing part of the show. Maybe we should rename it Fear Factor, Ooh, you know? I like it. I as long as there's, As long as that's there's not bugs. centipedes involved, yeah, no right? Bugs. right? All right, Ashley, take it away. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, I'm going to have you go first Great. this week. I love it. All right. And so oh, your cool. fun question And is... those are the questions rattling in the box. And in case you think it's, you know, like snowing at right. home, right? Probably All right. Is. Which makes you laugh harder, memes or reels, and why? Oh, I like memes because I like cleverness. I like wordplay. I like um, people who take an image and they do something really unexpected with the words that go with it. Um, and and I'm, as Kristen would say, I'm probably old and reels is sort of new school and, and memes is old school. Uh, I even made a meme once, but I didn't release it. Uh, but it was pretty funny. Um, now I'm just free associating. I like memes better than reels. So. Okay. All right. Well, that was four points. Oh, four. Adam's Very a good nice. meme maker. I'll, he I'll, really is. I'll find my meme right now. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Let's see. Uh, Jonathan, let's have you go next. Oh, do you notice we're going in age here? Are Did we? you see that, Adam? We are. Wow. It's like waiting for the dentist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, your question is, who do you think is the best actress of all time and why? I, without a doubt, would say that the best actress is. Do you notice I'm stalling for time stalling. as I'm thinking for what actress? Why didn't you say actor? I had about 10. Best actress, I'm going to go ahead and go with one of my favorites. I'm going to say Meryl Streep yep. because she always brings it. And she had, I, I just, and being a dad of daughters, uh, I had to watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That was two, oh. Jonathan, who? No, no, it wasn't even one. <laughs> it wasn't even one. That was a really good her, choice, though. But when she nailed her song in one take, she she was my favorite from then on. Man, I tell you. I feel take. your pain, though. I was like, Catherine Hepburn? Yeah. Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yes, oh, Meryl gotta Streep. be Meryl Streep. Yes. Anyway, I not sound my like question. such a sexist. I didn't mean to. It just, uh, I just, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty Streep, fond of, sure. of Mamma Mia because I got to play that same role. Um, I know. In a, in a community theater version. It was, was pretty so awesome. Fun. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kristen, let's have you go next. You can do it, Kristen. Don't be this. afraid. You got this. You got this. Embrace your fear. Hey, I know you're only 23. Sorry. Ah, uh, sorry. All right. What family-oriented TV show, and it can be comedy or drama, gives us the most positive lessons about family and why? The Waltons, The Wonder Years, Full House, The Middle, or one of your own choosing? Okay, I, I've only seen like one of those, so I'm gonna go with Full House. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to choose one of my own; it's too stressful. Um, okay, Full House. Let's try to remember. So I really like that the the kids, like the girls, usually always learn a lesson. They typically have to apologize. Um, there's conflict resolution that's taught. Um, oh my goodness! Twins. 
There's twins. Okay. Sibling rivalry rivalry that gets worked out. I don't know. This is so stressful. Four. See, I was trying to help four. That's all I got. Did you hear me whispering? Yes. Thanks, Adam. That was good. So Adam and Kristen are tied. No, let Adam win. I don't want any tiebreakers. This is all on you, man. Kennedy, I think this. you're bringing it home hard here. The, oh, the, I hope so. Yeah, the, bar, the, the, bar, the bar is low. The bar is really low this week. The bar is low this week. Too bad week. Paul's not here. Don't, it's so insulting for Kennedy. Don't you're gonna underestimate win me. The bar is low. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. You're in an escape room. Who would you rather have in the room with you? Ron, Ugh. Hermione, or Harry from Harry Potter? <gasps> oh, that's why. the best question. Oh, that's... Super easy. It's going to be Hermione. Yeah. Totally. She knows literally everything. Yes. She, like, okay, in Prisoner of Azkaban, they give her a time machine because they trust her with it. Be- why? Because, not because she wants to do evil, but because she wants to learn more. So, all I'm saying is she knows all the spells. So, I mean, escape room, all you got to do is, uh, what is it, Alohomora? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Open that door mm-hmm. and uh, head on out. But yeah. Oh. Nice. I think four is the number here today. Good job, guys. Except for Jonathan, who got one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as my best friend used to say, some days are diamonds and some days are stones. Sometimes the hard times won't leave you alone. Pretty sure that's a song, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, That's just a little bonus uh, pop culture nugget there today. Well, thanks, everyone, for another awesome game of Pop Culture Connection. And thank you for spending some time with us today at the Plugged In Show. Have you made changes to your streaming subscriptions or even just big adjustments to your media and entertainment habits in your family? How did that go? How did your kids respond? You know, what happened when you were a month in? Do you look back and say, man, we should have done this a long time ago. We would love to hear from you and you can let us know on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And we would also like to say thank you to you for being a Plugged In Show listener. So today, for a gift of any amount, we'll send you a copy of Jonathan McKee's most excellent book, Parenting Generation Screen, Guiding Your Kids to Be Wise in a Digital World. You'll find a link to order that book in the episode notes for today's show, as well as in the Plugged In blog entry for our conversation this week. Or just give us a call at 800 a family. Well, thanks again for taking some time with us today, and we look forward to joining you for another awesome Plugged In Show conversation next week. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm.